You are listening to Austin's Laundry, a podcast for the curious. This is where we give the scoop on Austin's creative scene, our city's small founded businesses, and discuss the culture that makes Austin so incredibly influential. My name is Elliot James, and I invite you to join me in discovering the new world behind creating and supporting small business and how tapping into one's passion can affect and build a community. Without further ado, let's get started. What's up, guys? Uh, On today's episode, we have the incredibly talented Jennifer Johnson, who has been a model and a commercial actress for some of the biggest companies around from Corvette to Verizon Wireless, uh, Precision, Camera and Video. Um, also television with a 911 Lone Star and okay. from Dust Till Dawn, the series. So different parts in that. Everything from print modeling through commercials for television to acting on television series. What do you find that makes for a really great model? Oftentimes... Um, you'll see in a casting, in fact, that they're looking for real people. Okay. And also think about it when you're watching commercials or you're watching television, you see all walks of life, all colors, all shapes and sizes. So really it's not that you have to be perfect. Now, runway modeling is a little bit different because you do have to have a certain height, a certain measurement. They usually, designers want um, their line to kind of look seamless on a runway. So they look for people with the same sizes. So that's the only time that you really might need to be like insanely perfect or beautiful, (laughs) which is why I'm not a runway model. (laughs) Um, I mean, you can have models for all different types of things. It's not just runway shoots, but what else makes a really good model? Well, honestly, I think it's um, holding yourself accountable and knowing that it's not the responsibility of your agency or a casting department. It's really up to you to be prepared in that audition, whatever you're going for, and also show up, you know, in the part. Like if you're going to audition for a print ad for JCPenney, you want to show up looking like someone that might be in a JCPenney ad, right? So there's things that you can do to prepare for that. In the world of social media, it's so popular to like take photos of you out and about. Yeah. And so are there things that somebody should try to be aware of whenever taking professional or just Instagram photos? Absolutely. So definitely the difference between um, like an Instagram style photo and a professional photo, uh-huh. you can see immediately. Even people that are not in the industry are going to be able to notice, okay, that's not a headshot. That's like someone having fun on South Congress, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um So I think if you want to be serious in this industry, really take the time to research photographers in your area. And if you're going for more lifestyle brands, if you want to be in Target ads and that's your jam, Mm -hmm. then sure, go out on South Congress, pose in front of awesome murals, submit them to casting agencies, go that route. But if you want to be involved in a more wide range, maybe search out a photographer. We have so much talent. Find someone who, you know, imitates your style and work with them to build a portfolio and get those headshots made. Do you like working with different photographers? Because every photographer has like a different style as far as how they direct. Um, Do you enjoy just the diversity of talent? Absolutely. Um, When I was first getting into modeling in this area, I met this photographer named Todd V. Wilson. He's done amazing work. He's even shot Willie Nelson and different artists. Like that's the main one that comes to mind, but I know he's done way more than just Willie. Um, and he 
made me kind of step out of my comfort zone. And usually whenever you work with a photographer, they really want you to pose, be still, click, pose, be still, click. Um, Todd was like, say pickle. Like, say, say warthog and like would make me say different words to get different shapes of my mouth in a photo. Oh, wow. And I had never practiced that before. And so, you know, now when I am um, on set and I'm in a Verizon commercial, for example, and it's, we don't have any dialogue, but they want us to look like we're talking over breakfast. You might say something like, I like pickles or (laughs) I like, you know, something silly and it, it makes your mouth move in different ways. And I don't know. So working with different photographers actually brings out different skills that you might not even consider. Yeah, I mean, because even whenever Dalton and I have shot with people that are extremely talented and then some people that are just getting started, it's interesting because even Mm -hmm. though the person that's just getting started behind the camera is taking the photo, Mm -hmm. they might have you do something that's totally unconventional. Absolutely. And you kind of walk away. I I feel like with an appreciation, even though that photographer might be just getting started, um, the uniqueness on how they look at a situation and how they try to direct. And you have to stay true to yourself. I mean, especially in... Sometimes I have to take a step back from social media, like not open the Instagram for a day. Uh-huh. If, if I am going on an audition and not only is there going to be like 150 other people there, I really can't go and compare myself on Instagram and see, <laughs> see something else. So I think, um, you know, looking through Instagram and social media and seeing other people's work could be a detriment or it could be a skill, right? Like you could get an awesome idea for a mood board, select what you might wear to an audition, do all these things. But then also it comes to like a comparing point and you don't want to overdo that. So as far as like whenever you do see things on social media, Mm -hmm. you can either get inspired or it can kind of bring you down. Absolutely. How do you balance the two? Well, I have learned to have thick skin and that's what you've got to do in this industry because oftentimes you are not going to get an audition. You know, there's going to be so many people there. And what I've realized is not to compare my or how not to compare myself to others is that really you never know what that casting director or department is looking for. So like why sit there and beat yourself up about something if you know that you like this is the way I look and I accept yeah. myself and I go in here and I know that I'm prepared for this audition. And then I leave knowing that I did everything in that room that I could have done. Yes. Then there's no comparison to happen. Right. Because you shouldn't like overanalyze someone else's abilities compared to your own in this industry. You just can't do that. And it's taken me a long time to learn that. No, I mean, cause it's like, you're putting yourself out there, um, like physically. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do I physically right. look? How do I physically act? Yeah. Am I giving off the vibe? Why wasn't my vibe good enough? And so, I mean, you're putting yourself out there continuously. And so having yet thick skin and Mm -hmm. just not getting your feelings hurt, I feel like is so important. You have to. And linked to that, also other passions in life and things that fuel you. Um, For example, I teach children at the Austin School of Fashion Design modeling Mm -hmm. and acting workshops. Okay. And... I love being around kids in general. I just think, I mean, obviously they're the new generation of our world. Each child that comes up is going to be the next person who runs the world, creates something amazing that we use, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so being in that environment and being around kids makes me realize like to brush off the 
little things that might affect me or upset me in an audition or not getting a part that I really wanted because it's so fulfilling in another way yeah. that I don't stay linked to that negativity of like comparing myself to other people. So I think if you're going to be in this industry, still stay true to heart and keep things in your wheelhouse that still inspire you and shape you to be a better person and still stay on your game, you know? Because do you find that whenever you teach, like sometimes whenever whenever I teach my team, it's funny because it's like it reinstills those same values in me. Yes. And so do you find that teaching, kind of what I'm assuming is going to be fundamentals to your little ones, um, yes. do you feel like that helps you become a better actress too? Like reinstilling those fundamentals back at you? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes. And you know, other people teach you things sometimes that you don't expect. Yeah. And even kids. And so just seeing their joy and excitement and I don't know if it's pride or what they feel, but them looking at me as a role model and seeing that someone has done this is like so cool. You know, yeah. it just makes yeah, me yeah, feel, yeah. it makes me feel so much cooler than like seeing myself on a television commercial. Like I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. I did that that day. But seeing the light in their eyes and knowing that they've learned something and like are also inspired by me is a big deal. So as far as like you having a zone of genius, things that you're really, really good at, mm -hmm. how did you... I guess, figure out, hey, this is where I would like to specialize in with modeling or with acting or commercials. How did you know, like, sure. that was the right move? That's such a long journey, really, for me, because I grew up in a really small town. And, you know, when I was a teenager, America's Next Top Model was huge. And so that's what I would obsessively watch after school every day. And I'm like, wow, these ladies are so fabulous. Like, wow, you know, I maybe I could do that. But I never really thought about it seriously. I thought, okay, I'm going to finish high school. I'm going to go to college, get a degree, which I did all those things. But modeling isn't a real goal. Like, that's not a real life aspiration. I mean, honestly, you're going to make a career out of modeling. It wasn't, you know? for, it was not for no, you. No, no. I didn't even like... Growing up, I wasn't like, I'm going to be a model. Like, yeah. it wasn't ever a dream of mine. It okay. was just something that kind of happened. And so, and plus, I was always, like, insecure, lanky, like, scrawny, you know. Grew up, I always tell my mom I was an ugly duckling, and she's like, no, you weren't. But, you know, we all, we all go through those things as adolescents, you know. And in high school, I went on a family vacation with my best friend, and they had a photographer come and take family portraits of them. Uh -huh. Well, I had been friends with this family for like, I don't know, 10 years. So they're like, Jennifer, get in our, get in our family portraits, duh. And um, the photographer was like, wow, you're really photogenic. She said, would you mind being the model for my senior portraits? And I said, sure. And she was like, whenever you're ready to graduate, like I'll give you your photos for free if you will just do my advertising for my senior modeling portraits. Oh, wow. And I said okay, that sounds like a cool deal. Like, I don't know anything about this, yeah. you know? Awesome. And um, so I worked for this super small photography studio in Lufkin, Texas. That's where I'm from. And I built a portfolio from that. And when I was 19, I went and auditioned for America's Next Top Model in Houston. And uh, my mom and I drove up there. I had no idea anything about the industry. Literally had just watched the show. Uh -huh. um, and so I got through the first round. And the audition was, um, we had to show up. It was at a mall. It was super bizarre. 
this was like what 2009 yeah 2009 weird times yeah and (laughs) so we were at a mall in houston and the line was like through the building out the door of a mall in houston so it was massive and i said okay this is crazy like there's no way and then this is just one city how many cities are they auditioning for this show you know and so the audition that day was we had to do a catwalk and we had to do posing in front of a camera. And then if we had, um, if we made it to the second level of our second round of auditions, then they would contact us to send in more information. Well, they did. So they contacted me afterward and I got to submit a self tape video of like what I'm interested in. Here's my hobbies. This is where I live. Look at my small town. Like uh-huh. put that whole video together and sent it via mail to uh, their company in LA and never heard from them again. So I was proud of myself for at least getting second wave or to the second round, but I was like, okay, I mean, I'm 19. I'm already in college anyway. Okay. I'm going to focus on school. Well, then I'm in school and I meet, of course, creatives because I'm naturally creative. Mm-hmm. And my friends that are photography majors are like, Jen, will you be my muse? Will you like post for me for this crazy photo shoot I have to do for my class? And I'm like, sure, <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> and um, so from there, I built a more updated portfolio through like a couple of years. And right before, well, I guess I was about 21. So it was a little bit before I graduated college. I went to agencies in Dallas and Houston, not in Austin yet. And, um, wow, I had such tough luck. They were really looking for like five, 10, six foot tall, skinny, skinny models. And not that I'm big at all, but I am also not the tallest. I'm five, eight, but in the modeling world, that's like, (laughs) that's like good luck honey um so I had a really tough go at first no one would give me a chance to model for them or be represented by a true agency to get me to like a next level in you know not modeling for my friends or doing a favor for a local photography studio or something like that and so I um finally found Paige Parks in Houston okay took some acting and modeling classes there Uh, She signed me for two years and I did small print ads for local companies there. It wasn't like anything too crazy. And plus I was still at Sam Houston in college. So it was really hard for me to commute at that time. Really my focus. And I knew that my focus was in school. And so my contract with Page Parks ended. I moved to Austin a few days after I graduated college Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like any other 20-something adult, I go into the office for the first time and I'm like, wow, this blows. Like, I had no idea it was going to be like this. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm making money. I got health insurance. Like, this is great. Uh Oh, I'm looking at a cubicle every day. Like, no. So then I went and searched out agencies here in Austin. Mm -hmm. And now I've been with Brown Agency for five years. So that was a long-winded question. Um, but it kind of started from nothing and like me watching these inspirational people on television and not having any clue about the industry or what to do or how to get started to really just throwing myself at the wolves and getting rejected constantly to finally finding a home in a couple of agencies and getting these opportunities like the commercial print and television work I do now. So what's interesting is it seems like there was a back and forth Mm -hmm. between like 
hearing the call, because it seems like there was a lot of symbols, um, with a few photographers being like, hey, you would be great for my for my campaign or for, right. my, for my portfolio. So it's like there were these little interesting hints along the way to get to where you are now. That's true. I've never thought about it like that, Elliot. That's true. So, I mean, for someone that's maybe not into modeling but listening or watching, sure. that if they really listen and like hear the call, what would there have been something that you would have done differently as far as like maybe picking up on, hey, maybe these photographers do like me for a certain reason. Maybe I really should look into it or invest more of your time and I guess resources totally. and energy. And That's a genius question because absolutely what happened is back to me not having knowledge about the industry. I thought that the only way to be a model was to be like a 5'10", six foot tall, perfectly measured model to walk on a runway. And I'm watching America's Next Top Model who are all runway models. And so I didn't know that like the commercial division mm -hmm. and print division was different than the runway portion and fashion. So it just wasn't seen, I guess, someone that like looked like you or that was in your same situation. Is that yeah. why it's like, I don't see anybody else or you haven't thought about anybody else that's in your safe situation right. that's making it happen. Exactly. And I thought, what I thought was that models and magazines, even Target, JCPenney, whatever, uh -huh. I thought that those were all fashion models that okay. are doing runway. And they are different models, which I didn't know because I okay. just was kind of naive to the industry. I didn't have all that background information, grew up in a big city, know yeah. any details like that. The world was different at that time 10 years ago, you know? I mean, it's funny how, like, there, there's so much that you can listen to or watch online today. Exactly. That was not available 10 years 100%. ago. 100%. And so now it's like you can see people that are in a similar situation or you can hear their story of mm -hmm. where they started. When circa 2009, YouTube wasn't as developed as it is now. So it's like, what are you watching that is your inspiration? That kind of gives you semi of a roadmap. You know Program what I mean? Program television basically. So you said that now you're, I guess, represented by the, the Brown agency. Correct. There's like a big, like Chance the Rapper is not currently, or maybe he joined one, but he said, I'm not going to have a record label. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people do. A lot of people see the value. And some people are like, no, I want to do this independently without someone telling me what to do. You chose to have an agency. Why did you choose to do that instead of just finding gigs on your own? That's a great question. So another thing I didn't know before moving to Austin and diving into this industry is that many cast stations, like the ones I go and audition at for the shows I've been on or the commercials that I've been casted for, mm -hmm. will not see talent unless they're represented by an agency. And why do you think that is? I think because they don't want to waste their time and they know if someone's coming in that has representation that they're going to be a professional and deliver at least something that they can send to client and say, hey, this is an option for talent for this commercial. Whenever someone's purchasing a house, mm -hmm. you can submit an offer, but no one's going to really take it seriously unless you have proof that you're going through the lending right. process. Because I, you could write me a fake check and say that you'll pay me a million dollars now, but without a lender who's yeah. kind of there to be the bodyguard and make sure that you're telling the truth, um, no one's going to take it, it seriously. It makes you more legitimate. Yeah. Interesting.
Absolutely. Why did you choose Brown versus, I'm sure there's an array of different agencies here in Austin. Sure. When I first moved to Austin, I was researching different agencies. And at the time, Brown was linked to Wilhelmina. And Wilhelmina is one of the biggest modeling agencies in the country. Okay. So I know that they were um, based in LA and they also have an office in New York. And so seeing that clout, like that name tied with Brown Agency, obviously like, you know, shot off some signals for me. I'm like, this is probably a good deal. This is something I need to be involved in. And I also looked at their on or their profile online and noticed mm-hmm. that they had big clientele comparatively to the other ones in our area. I thought that Brown Agency really had awesome clients, yeah. big names that I recognize in fashion and television, et cetera. So I thought that's probably my best bet. Now I did go and um, go to open calls for several agencies, mm-hmm. but I felt that Brown was the best choice for me. And I also liked the the um, talent book that they already had. I felt like no one in their roster was me. You know what I mean? I felt like okay, I think that I stand out from this group of people, yeah. and, or not stand out, but I'm different, and they're yeah. different, and they stand out. You know what I mean? I felt like we all had a chance. So that's a big reason why I selected Brown Agency. And a lot of those things are really great tips as far as if you're trying to do anything. If you're right. going to open up a, a bakery on 8th Street. Don't open it next door to another bakery. That looks the same right. as... Right, it has the same style. Like, yeah. don't do that. And that's not to say you can't, but it is to say that you'll probably be more successful if you find a way that you can be unique in an area where you can stand out. So what's the difference between being a model in Austin, Texas versus in Los Angeles, New York? Paris. So obviously I've never been to Paris, so I can't speak on that, but I know that's highly involved in runway and fashion, high fashion. We're talking Chanel. We're talking, you know, we're talking Paris fashion week. I mean, you're going to be on some high end runway that's going to be seen all over the world. And it's really focused on fashion and fashion modeling, which are going to be your six foot tall girls that are super skinny and probably 18 years old. Like they're so young. Um, now New York is more of a different walk of life where it's print mm-hmm. and advertisement. I mean, big advertisement, huge billboards, you know, things like that Times square, but also they're, they're pushing out major magazines, right? So if you are in New York, your market's probably going to be print digital media. Um, and it's going to still be on more of the fashion side. Mm-hmm. Now LA is the opportunity of actors and acting. Now, they do have models out there, obviously, but I feel like if you want to pursue acting more, then La La Land is the land of opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, And for Austin and Texas, it's kind of branching out. We Lately, I've noticed that we're more, more focused on commercials. That is like my bread and butter and what I do, all the auditions I go on. We, we actually shoot a lot of commercials and a ton of teams come here from New York and LA to shoot here. And I think that's because our tax bracket is smaller and they're able to shoot more elaborately or hire a bigger team or, you know, rent a larger warehouse or whatever to shoot that commercial in. So really this area is more into television and commercials. And I think that Austin in the next decade for anyone who is interested in blending commercial acting um, and television acting and modeling like I am, that Austin is going to be an awesome area to grow into because I know that the television industry is going to grow. So if someone wants to be a model or learn 
tips or tricks or just be around a really cool creative community that is involving commercial or acting or modeling, how would that person get started? Where, where would they look? So now, to link this to earlier conversation, here we are in 2020. Isn't it lovely? <laughs> and we have social media. We even have Instagram. So it's amazing because you can find so many forums or platforms like Facebook. I'm probably attached to six or seven um, Austin area models and photographers, um, Austin actors, Texas paid crew. Those are just a few of them that I'm a part of. Mm -hmm. And I've actually found work through those organizations, but they do this amazing thing for people that are starting out either behind the camera or in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. And it's called trade for print opportunities. They usually just abbreviate abbreviate it TFP. So um, if you ever see something, labeled TFP and you're interested in modeling or acting, that's called trade for print. And what that means is you go in and you work, like you might pose for, I don't know, Joe down the street. He wants to work on um, portrait photography. So he's like, okay. Hey, I have this studio. Can you come in for a couple hours and we'll do some headshots and you might like pick out a couple wardrobe options, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's a way to build your portfolio, get yourself comfortable in front of a camera um, get more experience on a resume, even if it's something so small as, uh, you know, an, a little organization that you put together between you and another person. I think that each experience is valid at an early start in your career or your dreams, right? So adding those, those opportunities is a great idea. Um, and that's something I wish that I had as a younger person. I know that these opportunities just kind of came to me like, Jennifer, will you be my muse or whatever? Mm -hmm. But for now, or for people now coming up in this industry, there's so many people, especially in Austin, if you're watching this locally, there's just so much opportunity and amazing photographers out there that are looking for people of all walks of life to take photos of. I mean, how interesting is that? And of course, we still have to be safe. I want to throw that out there. Like, don't, don't just like go to someone's house that you don't know by yourself or Make sure that you research, just like when you had that opportunity to model for your campaign, Elliot calls me and he's like, hey, Jen, does this look sketchy to you? <laughs> and the, like, answer, the answer was yes. <laughs> it did look sketchy, but it wasn't, right? Nope. And so I said, make sure you research the company, like find out any legal name you can see on that email. Um, look at an address online, like find out any information you can, uh, you know, before you show up to an event. And so just so y'all know, <laughs> what, what did that research look like, Elliot? Right. Um, yeah, we looked at the email. We looked at who sent the email. I looked for pictures on Instagram. I mm -hmm. looked for geotagging um, just because the casting company that reached out, it just seemed way too good to be true. And I was like, well, who have they worked with? And they worked with extremely big names that I do not know the names of. Um, right. Because it was a lot of like fashion models and mm -hmm. they worked with the gap i mean it was really a huge they worked with miley cyrus i was like there's no way that they're going to choose me out of, out of random and they did and i think it was just being cautious and calling and saying hey can i speak to the director can i speak to this person absolutely just to have some kind of track record because they were asking for social security mm -hmm. numbers and that seemed sketchy but it's just so they can make sure that you were that I that I was safe, which is funny. Right, right. I mean, they want to make sure you're who you say you are too, right? So yeah. all those legal things that come in are appropriate, 
But just like Elliot did, you want to make sure that you're, you know, just checking everything. Make sure you're safe. Make sure no one's trying to steal your identity. I checked (laughs) everything. Um, You know. But it resulted in a free trip to West Hollywood, which was amazing. Um, I know I said the other one was the last question, but I lied. Um, (laughs) If if you were to do the ultimate coolest commercial shoot, print, (sighs) whatever... Um, what would you choose? Okay, so I've been thinking on this more and more because obviously my career has grown from like print to television commercials to TV in the last decade. And my biggest goal in the next 10 years, or maybe five, we'll see. Let's let's say five. Let's say five, yeah. Is to be an ongoing character in a television series. I would love that. I would love that. So something like Parks and Rec, dry humor, uh, that kind of maybe like a ditzy character that delivers something that she's like, wait, did I just say that? Like something kind of silly or something totally opposite of my natural personality, like Charlie Theron and Monster. I would love to play like a wicked, uh, I don't know, psycho lady. Um, something totally opposite of myself. Like usually I'm very jolly and outgoing. Yeah. And so to play something like ugly and gnarly would be just awesome or to be super ditzy and funny would be awesome too so those are my goals to be an ongoing character in a television series wouldn't it be amazing if you could which you can but wouldn't that be amazing if both came true because i love one thing that i love about jennifer why she is so incredibly talented is you're really good about playing multiple different types of personalities and styles and i think if you can balance playing someone a little bit more ditzy and serious or a, a psycho, if yeah. that's what you call it. I don't know. Like, um, Charlie Theron was very scary in that movie. So. I just feel like that would be the neatest thing to look back on in 50 years and say, I did both of these both. things. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. And the cool thing is now in this industry, in television and commercial world, you can act until you're dead. Like, look at Anthony Hopkins. Like, we're never going to stop seeing him in movies or television shows because he's Anthony Hopkins. Like... So I feel like there's such a longevity in this career or the, you know, the boundaries and the potential is endless. And I think it's finding characters or styles that you like too. Cause I mean, Anthony Hopkins, he could have given up and said, Hey, I'm too old, but now he's in the HBO series. Um, oh gosh. Um, Westworld. Uh, and he, and he, my opinion makes it. Me too. I love his voice. And I'm like, he has not lost a step. Um, anyways, and I don't think you have either. I think that Thank many, you. many amazing thinker things are around the corner. Thank Jennifer, you. if people were looking for you online, your Instagram, website, whatever, uh, where can they find you? So my website is thejenniferjohnston.com. My email is thejenniferjohnston.com. Very easy. And my Instagram is underscore magicjohnston underscore. I love that. Thank you again for coming. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.